Welcome back to the Blue Corner, and it's another week, another signing. This week, we've completed the signing of Yusuf Chimiti, a 19-year-old striker from Sporting Lisbon. And on today's podcast, we're going to unpack all the events of the transfer and what we think about it will, it will do for the Everton squad. Once again, joined by Ellis. How are you doing, mate? And, and what do you think of this signing? I'm good, thanks. It's a striker, isn't it? We've cried out for a striker for so long. So, yes, he might be young, but it's a striker, and that's the big thing for me. Thoughts? Don't know a lot about him. I don't think many could say they do, to be fair, but... He's young, and for me, the main thing is he's the right profile, isn't he? Yeah, he is that that right profile, the young European striker that you know that they're not too prevalent in the market these days, are they? The the type of player that, that goes under the radar in Europe and, and and has a relatively decent profile. You know, he's tall. I think he'll he'll fit into a dice system relatively well. But as as we said before, he's young and he's he's not going to have too much pressure on him in this squad. And I think that's what we've fallen foul to in in recent years, especially with the type of deal like Moise Keane or. You know, even Neil Mope, these strikers that are coming in, they're, they're having far too much pressure be put on them in these situations. I think with Yusuf Jamiti, it'll be a completely different scenario. I think we'll we'll ease him in slowly, and I think it'll be one of those deals that, that could bear fruits for us in, in years to come, maybe not just this season. Yeah, that's the good thing, isn't it? It's a long-term signing, and we want to look to the long-term because it's all well and good being okay and just surviving another season, but you need to prepare for the long-term. And he has all the attributes to be a good player. Six foot four tall, like you say, that is... Of course, the prototype for a striker that we want, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin being tall as well. We want a striker who can hold the ball up and it seems like he can from what I've read so far. It seems like he is good with the hold-up play. He hasn't scored a lot of goals so far, but he's also been eased in by Sporting, really. He's played 16 games, hasn't he? He's only got three goals, but it it's not, doesn't really tell the whole story because a lot of the time he's come on as a substitute and we have to remember the kid's 19, so... We can't expect him to come in and go and get 20 goals for us. So I think Evertonians need to be patient with this, lad. It's it's not the time to be judging him after two games and writing him off, is it? Because we just can't do that with young players. No, and it's it's interesting you say there at Sporting that he's been eased in. You know, they're a team right at the top of the league in Portugal and they are fighting for European competitions and, and playing frequently every season in European competitions. So he is he's coming from this team where the calibre of player is high and he's been eased in there. It's all about finding that that right uh, that right fit to go into the team, and I think he definitely does fit that right profile. We did we hadn't heard about him when that news broke. Fabrizio Romano broke it. We were so pleased, weren't we? Because we don't know who you are, but you're a striker, and Evertonians will welcome a new player in, even if they don't know who they are. And I do think that he's going to be given time, isn't he? Because you'd hope now that we bring in another striker as well as Dominic Calvert Lewin. So I do think. He isn't going to be called upon straight away unless something goes seriously wrong. And hopefully when he gets his chance, he'll take it. I imagine you'd probably see him doing 20-minute cameos for the start, maybe half an hour at best. But if he comes on and makes a difference, especially with the new injury time in the Premier League, this could give a chance to young players like that because we now might be playing 15, 20 minutes of extra time. So we might need as many bodies as possible. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on both points you made there. I think last week when the news broke, I'm relatively impressed with the with the speed of the deal and how quickly we've managed to get it over the line. You know, what was it just seven days ago where where Fabrizio Romano broke the news, and today that we're we're at, he's actually signed and he's holding the Everton shirt. So I'm 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 quite happy with that. And uh, and also with the with the added time rule, you, you make a great point there for me. I think. <laughs> 
it's going to be a, a difficult season for players in, in terms of fitness and, and it's going to take a, a real mental toll on them. So I think, you know, with the extra 20 minutes, as you say, that, that might be might be taking place in games, it, it opens the door for a young player to, to make themselves a hero. And can you can you picture a 99th minute winner from Yusuf Chimiti that he's managed to get 20 minutes under his belt and, and cap that performance off with a goal? I think... This, this extra time rule can definitely help players get more game time and, and more experience. And and definitely for young players, it's it's beneficial. And you need to have more options, don't you? You know, like, like you say, imagine he, he got that goal in the 99th minute, but you want substitutes who can come on and impact the game. And I think this lad can, especially, maybe not fully now, but especially in time. And he's actually scored some big goals already. I've seen a couple of videos of him actually jumping into the crowd, celebrating, and I feel like he's scored a couple of big goals so far, even though he's only scored three, they seem to be quite important because, of course, he doesn't always start. So I think when he comes on, if he's he can offer something like that to us, we'll we'll take it, won't we? Yeah, but I think the the moral of this transfer and sort of the the main message which needs to be understood by Evertonians is we need to be patient with him, don't we? With this one, we definitely just need to take our time, make sure he's integrated into the squad well, and and, and make sure that he is, you know, he feels welcome at Everton because you know you hope with a nineteen year old they'll they'll be signing a four or five year contract and wanting to stay or you know using us as a as a stepping stone and going on to bigger and better things. So we want to make sure he's welcome. We, we want to make sure he's eased in well. So the the main message from me to Evertonians would just be take our time be calm with it we can't rush into it too much and and just make sure that he's eased in well yeah that's the thing we you know we can be patient as as blues we have in our time we've also not been patient with some things but i feel like now when you bring in players like this we've been crying out for this profile of players come in and kevin felwell's done just that brought in a player who is young who we don't quite know yet and we just need to trust in the process, don't we? We need to trust that this player's come in and he fits the metrics and fits the statistics that mean he is going to fit in at Everton. And Alfie Biggs, actually, a friend of the podcast, did a fantastic thread on Yusuf Jamiti, and we will link that. He has said some great things about him, and one of the things he said is a few people have actually criticised his technical ability, but Alfie reckons he's not actually as bad technically as people make out because it's more of a case of looking bad because he's tall, you know, the kind of aesthetics of a tall player that was one interesting that, thing that, that clumsy kind of player isn't it is that is that clumsy you know big runner doesn't look the most you know entertaining in terms of how well they play aesthetically as you say but you know you look at Erling Haaland he's not the most orthodox player and and he bangs them in for fun so you know as you say that the club the, the more clumsy it doesn't mean that they're a bad technical footballer it just means that you know they might not look the best when doing it yeah, because that's the thing. It doesn't always have to look pretty, but from some of the videos that I've seen and what Alfie's been saying as well, he's very good at kind of spinning off a defender and starting like a progression for the attackers. And I feel like that's really useful for us because we don't we often don't want to be under so much pressure. And sometimes you just need a bit of pace or a bit of quick skill to get you out of trouble. And we've kind of missed that when we've not had a number nine because if the ball keeps coming back to the defenders, that's the more chances you concede. So having that focal point up top he should perform a similar role to Dominic Carvalho-Lewin, who kind of can hold up the ball as well. Maybe not to the level just yet, but, you know, the basics are there, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. And I think it's one of those signings that, as you say, that he can just slot straight in and, you know, it plays to the characteristics of Dominic Carvalho-Lewin. So if he was to get an injury or he was to be not fully fit for a game, you'll be able to replace him like for like and not have to change the the system as you would with Neil Mopé because... 
as we've seen so many times in the last year or so, Neil Mope is not the same profile of player as Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and it's it's a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. So I think it's one of those situations where it's good to have that depth in the squad and good to have that profile of player that means that you don't have to change your system in the event of an injury. Oh, absolutely. That's it. You need to have you need to make sure that the effect of when Dominic Calvert-Lewin gets injured is as minimal as possible, don't you? And for 12 to 15 million is what we're hearing. It's an interesting fee for a player we've not heard of, but from what we're hearing, it seems like it's going to be a low down payment of around two million or so. And you imagine when you bring in a player at that age with that kind of potential ceiling, you imagine you're probably not going to lose that money. So it doesn't seem like the biggest risk. It's an interesting fee because, you know, we haven't got all the money in the world to spend this summer and in, in this window. So it definitely raised a few eyebrows, that fee, because 12 to 15 million pounds on any 19 year old, no matter how good you are, is unless you are, you know, out of this world, a world-class talent, any any fee that you pay for, for a 19-year-old is going to be scrutinised. But I don't think it's too big of a risk, as you say. I think that that money could be recuperated if, in the event, it didn't go well. As we saw with Moyes Keane, you know, going back to Juventus, we managed to make a small profit on him, and, and he didn't really work out in an Everton shirt. So, yeah, I think it's it's not a huge risk. It's it's a big fee, but it's, it's not a huge risk, as you say, because there's a lot of sell-on value there, and he's only young, and there's a high ceiling. So, yeah, I think it's 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 not too much of a, a story. I think it's an okay fee for a player like him. Yeah, and hopefully the fee reflects his ability and he'll improve and improve at Everton. I feel like it could be a good sign and it's definitely the right kind of signing that I want to be seeing. And I'm still hoping for a bit more. What do you want next from Everton? What player do you want to bring in position-wise next? I think, again, we have to look up front again. You know, it's all well and good signing a 19-year-old, but you still don't have that... that um that full depth that we actually want to have in the squad. So I think you look at players like Wilfred Nonto. I know Hugo Ekatike has been linked in the past few days, but we'll, <laughs> there's plenty to talk about on links, and I'm sure we will do in, in future podcasts. But yeah, I definitely think attacking-wise, we do need to strengthen a little bit more. And then if you did have time at the end of the window and you had some resources left over, I think centre-half is a is an area where we we do need to to strengthen a little bit, but that has to rely on outgoings. And I think, you know, after Sean Dyche's press conference before the Fulham game, you, you look at um, outgoings in the squad and he only really mentioned Mason Holgate and Damari Gray and they're not very close as, we, as we've as we seen in the media. So I think a centre-back is is probably the, the bottom of the list, but certainly attacking options need to be bolstered further before the end of the window. I agree. Centre-back should be on the list. Even if it's at the bottom, it should be on it, shouldn't it? It's something that does need to, to be resolved. But I think before that, wingers and a striker. One winger, one striker of a level that could get into the starting eleven. I think I'd be pretty happy with that. That's all from us on Yusuf Chimiti. Hopefully he's going to be a great signing for us. We're going to have to give him time, of course, with him being 19, but I'm excited for him, so fingers crossed, Blues. See you in a bit.